0: Welcome to the Society's Child Podcast, where we have real conversations about being a trauma-responsive educator in the midst of a significant mental health crisis. Hi, I'm Trish Senzak, a former educator, compassion advocate, and Jesus lover. And I'm so grateful that you're here. Are you feeling confuzzled about your students' behavior and needs? You're not alone. If trauma-informed strategies leave you wondering what's next, don't worry. My friend, I've been there too. As a foster mom and a child of complex trauma mixed with my experience as a teacher, it's led me to finding a compassionate whole child approach that's evidence-based, practical, and transformational, and I'm so eager to share it with you. Whether you want to connect with your students on a deeper level, create a trauma-sensitive environment, or you just need a little bit of encouragement or support, you're in the right place. So grab a drink, a pen, or your earbuds, and let's work together to create a safe and student-attuned, trauma-responsive school culture. Society's children need you. So let's get started. Hey, sweet friends. I hope that you've had a great weekend. And I hope if you watch the Super Bowl that your favorite team won. So today I'm excited to talk to you about self-reflection. I believe that we are encouraged to examine our thoughts, our actions, and intentions. While we do understand that humans have a sinful nature... There is this big emphasis on repentance, forgiveness, and striving, basically, to live according to the teachings of Christ. Today, I want to talk to you about that principle of self-reflection. So, the scripture that I want to share with you right now is Galatians 6, 4 through 5. And it says, Each one should test their own actions, then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. The Bible tells us often not to look at what other people do and compare ourselves, that we're supposed to live in our full identity um, in Christ. We're really supposed to walk and be responsible for our own actions. For me as a parent, I've struggled with that comparison or even with teachers and being in my own classroom and looking at what other teachers are doing, it's very difficult to really focus on my own and not compare or try to live up to someone else's standard. And as someone who studies trauma and as a previous educator, I've had a lot of realizations about my behavior and how it has or does have an effect on the children that have been in my care, the students that I've taught. And many times, honestly, it's very difficult to look at my own actions and even take responsibility for them. I have realized I can exacerbate someone else's mood simply by being sarcastic. I can be flippant. I can be rushed. I can brush somebody off. I can be impatient, or simply just unmotivated to help someone. Yep, I'm guilty there. And as a mom, I've had to take a step back and look at things I've said, things I've realized that I've done, whether on purpose, unconsciously, subconsciously, or sometimes intentionally, I've had to look at my behaviors in that. And that's where I want us as educators to think about those kinds of things. Last week, I asked you to think about your individual self in in terms of compassion. And having uh, there was one part of it that I said, have compassion for yourself as to where you are. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to last Monday's Monday Mindset Matters, go back and listen to that because it's definitely something to really take and put into your tool belt and really help you move forward. I've had to come to terms with some of the things that I've done and make amends to my kids, make amends to students, and some I still probably, as my recovery would say, still have students that I need to make amends to. And I want to encourage you to kind of do the same thing. Taking a look at our own behavior is very challenging, even when we're not used to doing that. And so I know in my recovery, like I mentioned, steps four and five were the most pivotal for me. And if you don't know anything about working the 12 steps of recovery, it is a very cathartic process if it is done deeply and thoroughly. And they were some of the most life-changing steps for me to walk through. So I want to encourage for educators, anyone working with other people's children, whether they've experienced trauma or not, It's important for us as educators to think about our actions and how our actions have an impact on somebody else. So these verses encourage you for self-reflection and encourage us to take responsibility for how our actions have an impact, whether it's with in comparison with somebody else or not. It's basically look at your own behavior. Look at how we're showing up in front of people. So my friends, this is an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity for self-reflection and you're only responsible for your side of the street. So there's three things I want you to ask yourself in doing this. Number one, what's my part? Think about the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all of those. What's my part? Am I putting that out? Number two, what's it like to be on the other side of me? Really ask yourself that question and step back and take a moment to think about if you were sitting in that classroom and you walk in, are you grumpy? Are you always happy? Are you sarcastic? Are you ignoring certain kids or do you avoid certain eye contact or behavior? And then number three, are you comparing yourself to the way other people are acting around you? Are you trying to be somebody that you're not? As a teacher, are you showing up who you as who you are instead of living up to other people's expectations of you? And then number four, am I putting forth my best effort? These questions will help you, number one, live up to God's expectations only. Number two, it'll keep you out of the comparison game. Number three, it will ramp up your awareness of your own way of showing up for your students and being exactly who God has called you to be in that classroom. And most importantly, number four, you'll be able to live fully for God as He intends us to live and also as we're called to live for Him. So how does all this tie into being trauma-informed? As I've become more aware of the kinds of behaviors and things that kids show up into the classroom with, I always think about how am I responding to those behaviors? Am I able to look at those behaviors in a way that really sees them as a sign for something else underlying going on? Or am I responding to them in a way that is arrogant, flippant, aggravated, that is frustrated, always pushing off a kid in a certain behavior and a certain energy that I push back with? And that is how it ties in to being trauma-informed because in order to step into this human nature that we have, we have to first look at our own and see how are we showing up to serve these kids. There's your Monday Mindset Matters because it always matters on Monday how you show up because you are an inspiration to your kids. And with all of this and you're able to help yourself, you're able to even help your kids If you show up on a Monday with a full-on God-centered mindset, you're able to help your kids in a way that only you can help them and only how you're called to help them. Have a great week, my friends. Hey, amazing educators. Thanks for tuning in. If you found this episode helpful, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave a review. Even better, share this episode with a colleague. And hey, I'd love to connect with you on social media. You can even join my Facebook group for some extra support and a dash of inspiration. I've left all the links in the show notes. Until next time, my friend, remember, you're not alone on this journey. You've got this. Keep making a difference and stay Teach-tastic.